Welcome to BPB Knows. Today, BPB Knows pre-immigration planning. Our expert is Magda Zabo, a director in our tax services practice in New York and an advisor to international citizens. So Magda, tell us who needs pre-immigration planning? Anyone who is not a U.S. citizen living offshore and looking at moving to the United States or even investing in the United States. Factors such as you know how you go about doing it, um, if you're going to structure through a, an entity, use a trust, lots of considerations can make very, very substantial differences in your taxes and, and your exposure to U.S. taxes. So it's one of the most critical things to do before you come to the U.S. outside of getting your visa is talk to a tax advisor. And, and the further out you go, the better it is. Like, for example, if you're actually looking to move to the United States and become a resident, there's the, the, the most favorable time period to do it is actually more than five years out and, and get your structure put in place more than five years out because there are favorable results when you do that. Not to say that at any time before you move isn't good, but there's actually even more favorable results if we go out that far. So sooner is always better. So what if somebody doesn't have five years? They're they're going to come to the U.S. as a student or they just, just don't have that kind of time frame. Is it still a beneficial thing to do? Um, yeah, it's critical to do no matter when. You just can. Uh, there, there's, there are certain rules that affect pre-immigration planning that are done within the five years. Trusts that are created within five years wind up being what we call grantor trusts in the United States versus if you set up a trust, for example, before that five-year period, before that five-year window, then you could actually move assets for estate and uh, uh, gift tax purposes completely out of U.S. tax jurisdiction. You could do it on a permanent multi-generational basis. So that's why that five-year rule is very critical. It mostly applies on the individual side, as I said, not on the investment side. Yeah. So what if someone that lives outside the U.S. is going to start a business in the U.S.? Does that come into play as well? It's very important how you structure it. And and the way you structure it and the best way to structure it is always a combination of a bunch of factors. One of it is, you know, the country that you're currently living in and, and the laws of, of the country that you're currently residing in. The country you may be domiciled in versus the country you may be resident in. Sometimes those are two different things. You may be taxed resident in a different country than you, you're tax domiciled in. So those are factors to consider. Um, the laws of the country that you are currently tax resident in are also important to consider. But then personal issues, such as what are your long-term plans? Do you have children that might be U.S. resident or main resident in the existing country? So there's, there's a lot of factors to consider to come up with the best solution, the best path the best set of structures for an individual. So how do you approach when you when you get a new client, a new family that is considering moving to the US? What are the what are the first couple of things that you do? You if they're looking to physically move to the United States. You know, do you plan to be to become domiciled in the United States? Are you going to move here and stay? Are you moving here temporarily? I you know, uh, for example, if someone is coming here just as a student, an undergraduate student, they aren't under our statute. They're not even going to be considered tax tax resident. There's an exemption for that. I've uh, certain kinds of you know research uh, researchers or or teachers. There's also exemptions in those situations. So it's a lot of factors to consider, 
And I always tell my clients, no matter what, you know, whether they're cross border or domestic, the more information you give me, the more I can help you. So if we look at every possible consideration in terms of your your profession, your your businesses, your your overall intent, uh, and then you can come up with the best plan. It has to be tailored. It has to be individual. We're all different. We all have different goals. We all have different interests. And so the plan that's best is the one that takes all of these factors into account. How about for the international citizen that's just going to make an investment in the U.S.? They're going to buy a building or they want to buy stocks even. They want to, you know, how, what, how, does, how do they get impacted by this? So structure is always important. Um, certain situations we have exemptions. You know, for example, if all you're going to do is, is, is you know, loan money into uh, the United States and certain and not have ownership of the underlying entity, there's a statutory exemption for portfolio interest income. So you could you could freely well take your money, <laughs> you know, drop it in our bank, uh, and 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 we're, we welcome it. We don't we don't put place tax you know tax rules income tax rules over it. We don't place withholding taxes on it, and we welcome it regardless of whether you're from a treaty country or not. Then there are other factors that that can that are taken into consideration again depending on which country you're coming from and and your and what you're planning to invest in. So you know you want to form a business. You know, sometimes a limited liability company structure may work well for you. But for example, you know, I have a limited liability company that I want that people are telling a client to form as for investment vehicle purposes. That's not going to work well if you're, for example, from the United Kingdom or if you're from Canada. So there are other structures that we look at. As I said, it's always a confluence of the laws that you are currently tax resident in and our laws. So we have to always look at the specifics. You know, you're from Germany and you want to buy a house, and everybody puts a house in an LLC in the United States for us, if they want to, you know, if they're from offshore for uh, for asset protection purposes, as well as for uh, tax purposes to save uh, on tax exposure. Well, you can't do that if you're from Germany, because there's German tax effects. So again, you have to look at the country that you're in, the laws that affect your ownership, as well as what we could do on our side. And how and how do you personally keep all of this straight? If you have clients from all, you know, you mentioned Germany, Canada, the UK, you, you mentioned three or four cli- uh, countries already. How do you keep it all straight? Well, I mean, some of it you kind of know through the years. <laughs> I have been practicing 30 years. So, you know, that's slowly you do learn. <laughs> but um, it, it's it, it, we always work with uh, the advisors, the tax advisors that people have. You know, we try to get information from them as well as we talk to the clients. And and again, we're looking at at the kinds of investments they want to do. You know, do they want to expand in the U.S.? Do they, you know, what are your long-term plans? Do you want to just have one isolated investment? Are you better off just creating a Cayman entity and, and investing in your own on your own account um, and stay completely out of U.S. tax jurisdiction that way? It's a multitude of facts and circumstances that can give you, that will affect the outcome and give you the best strategy to, to um use. Again, factors you're looking at are the type of investment you're making, your intent, the country you're living in, and then our country's laws. And do our country's laws change often? No, not that often. <laughs> um, uh, 17 Tax Act was our last, last you know, biggest change. And uh, there were uh, certain changes that, that did occur, but it was mostly for 
U.S. citizens investing offshore. So more, uh, more of an impact on outbound investments than an impact in the inbound investment space. There were withholding rules that were put into place for foreign partners on, on, on domestic partnerships because there was a recent decision um, that had come out that was uh, actually very taxpayer favorable. So they immediately put in a statute that threw out that case and uh, imposed withholding. So uh, there were a few changes, but nothing terribly earth shattering, uh, just things that we need, you know, that we are aware of and we follow through with with planning. So it sounds like the moral of the story is start early and you can really be in a much more favorable position and have advisors who know what they're doing. We're always here to help. Thank you to our listeners for joining us today. As always, if you have questions or topics you'd like us to cover, you can contact us at bpbnose at bpbcpa.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.